everyone. Welcome to another episode of Let's Chat Reality. I'm Michael. And I'm Molly. And today we are going to be doing a quick mid-season update on this season of Survivor 45. We talked a little bit about it right after the premiere episode, but now that they have just began the merge phase of the game, we are nearing the halfway point, and so we thought it would be a good time to check back in, get uh, an idea of how we feel about the season so far, the pre-merge, and any predictions that we have heading into the back half of the season. So before we get to that, we wanted to, of course, cover some of the news of the week. There's a lot to get to, so let's get started. Um, first, in the Bravoverse, it was a huge week. Um, it was BravoCon this past weekend. And so with that comes lots of news, lots of trailers, lots of premiere dates, announcements. So I wanted to kind of run through some of the big highlights. Um, first of all, we got the first promo for season 11 of Vanderpump Rules, probably the most highly anticipated season yet. Um, we don't have an exact premiere date yet, and we haven't gotten a full trailer, but we know that it does premiere officially in January, so that is coming up just a couple months now, uh, not too far away. The promo that they showed um, just really, of course, highlighted the big divide um, in the group between everyone going into it with Tom Sandoval. Didn't get a whole lot other than we saw a little scene of Sheena hugging Tom, Lisa Vanderpump trying to evoke some sympathy uh, for him, you know a little controversial <laughs> take on it all but I guess the question is you know what do you hope to see for this season is it if everybody just kind of refuses to film with Tom you know we know that didn't happen but are you upset if anyone kind of expresses any sympathy towards him or are we hoping to kind of move on from it by the end of the season and, and get back to a good place where he's kind of back in with the group yeah I don't know I feel like it's like I don't like Tom obviously but like for the show itself like I feel like I do want people to not just only gang up on him and like just always like always be against him in that way I mean like obviously they're gonna be against him but like not like make it that like that is 100% of a conversation like all the time um but obviously I'm team Ariana but I don't know it just in general like I, I feel like it obviously is going to be a big focus but I want there to be other drama too <laughs> yeah I think for me there's a difference between like moving forward and saying okay like we've established how awful this was mm -hmm. you know can't forgive or forget what happened but you are a cast member on this show that we're all a part of and we have to coexist versus saying yeah. like oh maybe you know what maybe we were too hard on you like it really wasn't if you think about it it really wasn't that bad or different than everything that's happened you know like trying to rewrite history that I think I would have a problem with if people kind of started to like turn on Ariana for it mm -hmm. and saying that she's like overreacting or you know that would bother me but like I do think that I think that there needs to be some time like I don't want it to just episode one already be like okay we're over it like let's move on like I do want to kind of like delve into it a little bit because other than the reunion and that very last episode right after it happened we really haven't seen any filming since you know post scan of all so I think yeah. I am interested for like a few episodes to kind of delve into it and see, but I do hope that like, it's not just the entire season. It's like, I, I hope I want other things to happen that aren't related to that too. Yeah, I agree with that as well. So we'll hope, hopefully that happens. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll see pretty soon. I mean, with the premiere in January, I would think within the next month, month and a half, we'll get a full trailer. And I think that will give us a much better idea because this one was just like a 30 second thing, you know, so yeah the full trailer I think will give us a better idea of like what else is going on this season um another trailer we got is the season 11 trailer for Below Deck uh this is Below Deck Classic 
um, which the first 10 seasons was uh, had Captain Lee at the helm. As we know, Captain Lee, um, well, I wouldn't say retired because it really wasn't his choice. But um, due to his health issues for the past couple seasons that prevented him from be going the whole season as captain, um, they did uh, replace him with the captain from the one season of Below Deck Adventure that we had, which um, was Captain Carey. So he is going to be taking the, the lead this season. Um, Frazier is back. And uh, we have mostly, other than that, a, a brand new uh, cast, a brand new crew. So uh, looks like a really good season from the trailer. I thought the trailer was great. So excited to uh, see some of that. Molly, I know you haven't really watched Below Deck before, but, um, you know, I think that we might, uh, you know, we, we could always uh, cover a season of that. I think it would be a fun show to talk about. Yeah, I definitely would watch it. I just haven't in the past, so I'm not like against it. I just haven't had a chance to watch it yet. It's really addicting. Like it's one of those shows that I I hear a lot. Even just like this past weekend, I was with a, like a few people who's like don't watch any other Bravo shows, but are like, oh my god, I'm obsessed with Below Deck. Like it's <laughs> it really has its own separate audience, uh, from any other Bravo show. And yeah, yeah. it's it's a really fun addicting show. <laughs> um. Then we got a trailer for the season two of Southern Hospitality, which is the Southern Charm spinoff featuring um, the uh, uh, the people who work at uh, Leva's restaurants. Um, it's very reminiscent of like early Vanderpump rules, like when they were actually all working at Sir <laughs> and like they were really young and in these dysfunctional relationships, you know, in their 20s. And now the Vanderpump rules has really kind of, you know, moved on past that phase and they're all, you know, 10 years older and a lot of them have kids and are in, you know, well, they were in serious relationships that have almost all since blown up. <laughs> um, this is very reminiscent of the early seasons of that. And season, season two, I, I didn't watch all of season one, but season two, that trailer really actually looked really good. So I'm excited for that. Um, and then we also, last but not least, got the trailer for um, Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, um, New York Legacy. Um, it features the women from uh, the first 14 or first 13 seasons of Real Housewives of New York before the reboot. Um, and uh, this was originally supposed to be a totally different show, but because of a lot of contractual issues, it turned into an, a season of Ultimate Girls Trip. I think was actually the right move to start with. Um, and that is premiering on December 14th on Peacock. Um, so that I know a lot of people are very excited for. Of course, now we will talk in a moment about everything that happened with Ramona Singer. Taints it a little bit, um, but I guess uh, we can go ahead and get into that Vanity Fair article uh, that came up um, right before BravoCon weekend. Um, I know you've you've read a little bit of it as well. Mm -hmm. um, it, you know, it's the reality reckoning that Bethany Frankel started. We've talked a lot about it. Um, this, I would say this article doesn't have a ton of new information, I feel like. It really focused a lot on the drinking, uh, the heavy drinking of the cast members and um, the uh, racism of Ramona Singer towards Ebony K. Williams, who joined in season 13 of New York. Um, the main three people featured on it were Bethany, Leah McSweeney, and Ebony, um, who were all from Real Housewives in New York. Um, and Molly, I guess, what were your first impressions of of kind of what they talked about in that article? Yeah, so when I was reading through, I was like, wow, like, there's a lot going on here. Um, but obviously, I haven't really been in as in the weeds in the, these shows before. Like, I know... I've heard these names, but like I don't really know them as well. Um, but overall, like doesn't look great on those people who are in the and shared in the article or like what's going on, like in terms of being in like the Bravo verse world. Like it doesn't seem like all the stuff. I mean, like Bethany obviously has been talking about the reality TV and like union that she wants to create of all this stuff. 
but um I feel like in this article is mostly like I feel like the one that stood out the most was just like the racism racism part which obviously is not good and now there's repercussions on that which is good but also like I don't know it's all it's a lot <laughs> like that article is a long article so there's a lot that goes in within it yeah I I, I think yes the definitely it seems like pretty much all of the repercussions that have come out of this Vanity Fair article that was very highly anticipated you know there was a lot of talk like oh it's coming any day now it's gonna change Bravo in the reality TV world forever it didn't it was a big womp womp like it kind I wouldn't say a nothing burger because yes there were repercussions for the Ramona you know she allegedly um used the n-word when referring to she didn't say it about ebony i want to be clear but she in talking with producers i believe about the addition of ebony she was upset basically saying we don't need black cast members on the show it's going to ruin the show which is awful even if she didn't say the n-word that's an awful thing to say allegedly um but uh, apparently I don't remember I, I I wish I had it pulled up right here but um apparently somewhere in that conversation she allegedly used the n-word now she <laughs> of course because it's Ramona and she will always make things a hundred times worse for herself than it needs to be um in texting a page six reporter about the article after it came out she was trying to deny her use of the n-word and in which basically used it again <laughs> and like basically said with like a dash or like you know an asterisk or something to not spell the word out she basically used it again so that was i think kind of the last straw where it's like okay this isn't even like alleged like there's a screenshot here of, of, yeah. of you saying it so at that point, she was cut from BravoCon. Um, she was uh, let go from her job um, at, as a real estate broker. Um, the, you know, as we said, the New York legacy is still airing. So, you know, she's still going to be on that. I don't know if they're going to try to like, cut her out of it as much as possible. That's impossible. I mean, she's like, you know, there's six people. You can't really cut someone out. But um I doubt we're going to see her again on, on Bravo and probably not on TV for a very long time. You know, it's always possible that she'll kind of, you know, weasel her way back in in a few years when people have forgotten about it. But um, I, I don't see her having much of a future for the foreseeable future there. But yeah, I think that was the big thing from it. And, uh, you know, a lot of the drinking and all that stuff, the kind of the stuff we already knew about, you know, not saying it's all right or okay, but um, you know, it seems like Bravo, before this article even came out, announced that they had, you know, new policies with drinking for their production companies and some other changes that kind of, you know, with that in mind, make this, the rest of that article, a, a little bit of kind of, I guess you could say, underwhelming for what the anticipation was. But yeah, we'll see. Uh, and, you know, if anything else comes of it. Um, next, going into the Bachelor world, Chris Harrison, former host of The Bachelor, um, has married Lauren Zima, his um, longtime girlfriend and fiance, um, and they had two weddings, one in Napa, one in Austin. Um, a bunch of Bachelor Nation stars were there. Um, we saw Tasha Wells and Sarah Hyland. Uh, ben Higgins and his wife, um, Ari and Lauren, Sean and Catherine, Jojo, Trista Sutter, the original Bachelorette, uh, Colton Underwood and uh, his husband Jordan, um, and Bob Guinea and his wife, um, among others. So uh, Molly, were you surprised, excited to see anyone there? What are your thoughts? Yeah. I I love seeing the pictures from those weddings, especially because there were so many at this one. And also, um, Caitlin Bristow was there and Jason was there as well. And they hadn't, I don't, well, I guess like they haven't been like seen that they had seen each other since their breakup together. So I think this was like their 
first time that I saw on Instagram that they were in the same place and like together with like other people that they're friends with too because obviously they're running in the same similar circles but I hadn't seen them overlap yet so that was interesting to see and he posted a story and she was in it like it was just like spanning like over and like she was next near him so they were obviously talking and like could get along fine so that's a good thing um because it's good to see like that they're not like hating each other or like on bad blood have any bad blood there because I want to root for both of them um but yeah so overall I mean I love Sean and Catherine one of my favorites and Jojo and Jordan everyone there was just I love all the people who were there and obviously also like because it was in Austin I like that because that's where I live so I'm like oh like I could have seen them which I didn't but one of my friends actually did see Taisha at a restaurant so I wish I went to dinner with her that night but <laughs> overall I'm happy for Chris and Lauren because I also have been watching that or like obviously love Chris when he was the host but Lauren also would do the roses and rosé like recaps of yeah and those were so good and I loved Lauren like I didn't know like she didn't she wasn't dating Chris at that time but like her doing that show I think that introduced the two of them and so that's kind of cute that like that's their story is like from Bachelor World too well I think towards the end of her doing it they were dating right because once Chris well yeah was fired she stopped doing that so yeah so they were dating at that point but before like they she was doing it already before she had started dating right yes yeah yeah but yeah so it's a it's it's sad though because I love the roses and rosé but great for them that they found happiness and they have other things going on probably now I don't know exactly what they're doing but they seem to be doing well their wedding looked great so (laughs) I'm happy for them I'm sure they had both roses and rosé at their wedding (laughs) for sure (laughs) um Yes, excited for them. Um, next, we are going over to the Love is Blind world. Um, so season four's Paul Pettin, um has debuted his new girlfriend, um, not part of the Love is Blind or, or any other TV universe. However, um, the most interesting part of this, um, I think, is that he had been rumored to be on this upcoming season of Perfect Match which was interesting because we know Micah filmed this season of Perfect Match. So that was going to be kind of this interesting thing to see them both on there together and how that was going to go. But turns out, you know, that just filmed pretty recently. And now that he's debuted a new girlfriend that's not part of that world, that kind of lends credence to the fact that maybe he didn't film Perfect Match. So assuming that he didn't, are you upset that that he is not going to be on there? happy for him for the girlfriend what do you think yeah I mean I'm not like upset like happy for him obviously that he has a new girlfriend and if he can find that outside of being in reality tv then that's good for him because obviously like we like seeing people that we've already seen in these shows but if they find love elsewhere then like that's good for them you know like I'm not gonna be upset that he's not on the perfect match because he found a girlfriend um but yeah so that's oh I don't know nothing else really to say about that what about you yeah no, I was kind of excited when I saw that his and Micah's names were both on the rumored cast list I, I got kind of excited about that just because I love when you know we have these kind of all-star type shows I like seeing people who have like complicated histories back together that does mm-hmm. kind of excite me just because it's like ooh, this ongoing kind of soap opera saga like you see that all the time on the challenge and that's one of my favorite parts about the challenge is seeing mm-hmm. these ongoing friendships relationships people who of you know have some some bad blood coming into it that always is exciting to me so that is a little bit of a bummer assuming that he's not going to be on there but um I'm sure we'll have plenty of those already and Mm -hmm. it'll still be a great season (laughs) Um, yeah I mean also all the people from the season of love is blind I feel like all of them like we would have wanted to see some of those couples go back but because they're all in relationships like they're obviously not going on the perfect match either so there is one so spoiler alert if um if you don't want to know but Izzy apparently is on this upcoming season of. well he just hard launched his girlfriend too right which is confusing yeah um so (laughs) 
not sure what to make of that. Well, no. Oh, but did he? Oh, he has shown her. Because I was going to say, yeah. he talked about a girlfriend, but maybe he didn't like No, name. they got matching tattoos. Okay, that's it's confusing. <laughs> so Izzy is ruining his contract, is what you're saying? Apparently. Although yeah. these shows wait like a year to air after filming. Netflix, I don't know why, tends to take forever to air these shows. Like this past season, All of Us Blind, we talked about it. It's filmed a year and a half almost before it aired. So I guess yeah. maybe they don't make them wait to do that because the otherwise they'd be waiting a year and a half. Like we knew with last season of Perfect Match that Francesca was in a long-term relationship by the time with someone else not from the show by the time that aired um we had seen harry and georgia go through a relationship a breakup back together and a break another breakup before the season aired yeah so maybe they think it honestly brings the attention to the show because kind of did because then people are like oh what's what's going on here i think they think that people by the time it airs are just going to forget i don't know i guess with maybe a perfect match it's kind of like not as heavily about what the ending of it rather than just kind of like the drama to get there versus like love is blind is all about are they gonna get married or not and so you can't really spoil that yeah but maybe they just kind of because i feel like in bachelor world they're less inclined to like people spoil paradise i feel like they're not as hard on people spoiling that as they are with like the ending to a bachelor or bachelorette season so yeah. I don't know maybe it's kind of similar to that we'll see yeah I feel like their rules aren't as strict on that yeah exactly um speaking of the challenge world um Nelson Thomas who we know um had um a couple months ago gotten into um a actually not just a couple months ago it was back in March um got into a nearly fatal car crash um in Austin actually um and he was just arrested and charged for this accident with a DWI um, for allegedly being intoxicated um, during that accident. Now, we knew that this accident had happened. We did not know that he was under the influence. Um, he has had a, um, a GoFundMe going for a long, since the accident for his medical bills because he potentially will have to have um, his one of his legs amputated. Um, now we didn't know so people have donated to this without without knowing that he was under the influence during this would if you had been if you had donated to a gofundme for someone in a case like this and then afterwards you found out that they were under the influence during that accident would you be upset about that i think that's an interesting kind of conversation um about you know is it misleading yeah i i think i would be upset about it just because like you would want to be there like to support someone going through a rough time but then you realize like oh like they did this in like a bad situation um so I don't think I would like hearing about that I don't think I would either I, I think that would upset me because I, I don't know like it's not saying that you know if I especially if I knew him or just like was a fan of his from the show that not to say that it wouldn't still because that's still awful you know having to potentially you know get amputated and you know very expensive surgeries uh regardless for mm-hmm. for what happened um but I don't know I, I think I would just like to have that information because it could change somebody's mind yeah um so I don't know but I, I thought that was kind of an interesting mm-hmm. thing that that we didn't know for so long and, and now that that just came out and he was just arrested for it um now Diving back into Housewives for a second. Um, Will Hazes of New Jersey's Frank Catania um, is engaged to his girlfriend, Brittany. Um, they've been dating for quite a while now. Um, she's been on the show a little bit, especially this past season. She We saw her a little bit more. Um, now, Frank has famously been on very close terms with his ex-wife, Dolores. They share two kids together. Um, they, you know, there's been a lot of kind of conversation about how close Frank and Dolores have been since their split and, you know, people have wanted them back together, that they're so good together. Um, now, I know that you are not necessarily familiar, Molly, with this couple, but 
if you had, you know, let's say you had an ex uh, that you were very close with and you had kids together, once you get engaged to someone else, would you, or let's say you're in Brittany's position, um, would you be upset if, you know, your husband or your, uh, you know, was, was close with an ex once you get engaged? Do you think that changes things or as long as everybody's, you know, all familiar with each other and, you know, know each other for a very long time and are close, or would you still be okay with that? Yeah, I mean, I think when there's kids involved, I think that, like, changes it as well. Like, I think that's good for the kids if, like, they see that their parents are still kind of friends and close to each other because you don't want there to be, like, any bad blood there because then that could, like, impact the kids' lives. So I think if it's like primarily like they're doing it for the kids and like that's what the new fiance would hear about and like knowing that's the case, like I don't think I would care in that realm. Yeah, I I do think that the kids changes it. Yeah. And, you know, Frank and Dolores have both adamantly said like they're not getting back together. They're both now in in very serious relationships um, with other people. And so you know it we saw on the show it's changed a little bit their relationship they're maybe not quite as close as they used to be but yeah i think for the kids you you hope that uh that you know the parents can can get along and um and and be close and they can still go out for lunches and dinners that makes a lot things much easier <laughs> so yeah I, I don't know i don't think i'd have a problem with it either um now next moving into the traitors world um so we talked about the season two cast of traitors um a little while back right as it started filming but it just came out that um we have a new replacement for someone who for whatever reason had to leave early we don't know who they replaced there is speculation as to who they replaced but we'll talk about it but i want to warn spoilers potentially this is not official this is all rumored but it could potentially be a spoiler so if you don't want to know anything stop here fast forward five minutes (laughs) um but allegedly Tamara Judge um you know what got sick at the beginning of filming um we don't know how long she was there exactly whether she was even actually taken off it's the only she's the only one who we know um potentially did have to leave early for a reason that that she did get sick um during filming but apparently whether it's for Tamara or not Kate Chastain from season one uh from Below Deck uh joined as a replacement mid-season uh for whoever did have to leave early very exciting we don't know whether she coming in as a traitor or faithful um but of course Kate was I mean arguably the star along with Suri was kind of the star of season one uh yeah. the breakout breakout hit um was, was kate chastain so are you excited to to potentially allegedly see her on season two are you hoping yeah. she's a traitor or faithful what do you think yeah i know i'm excited for kate because she definitely brought a lot of entertainment to season one um and i would hope i like want her to be a traitor just because like she was a good faithful last time but like I want everyone thought she was the traitor so I feel like it'd be funny if that like she actually was a traitor this time yeah I agree I think that would be really fun to see her as a traitor and I wonder if like I wonder if people would assume her coming in that she's a traitor or whether they'd assume that she's a faithful because mm-hmm. they saw season one and saw how everybody wrongly accused her as a traitor like I would almost think like everyone's going to kind of overcorrect that and think, oh no, we're not even going to like bother thinking that she's a traitor. Like <laughs> we're not going to make that same mistake again. And, and uh, you know, think of just keep thinking of her the whole time. So I don't know. I think either way, it's going to be interesting. Um, you know, she, there's a lot of Bravo liberties this season. So she's going to come in, I think with a lot of previous relationship peripherally like there's nobody else from below deck so I don't think she's gonna know anyone that well but um you know maybe the fact that she'll kind of come in knowing more people um beforehand might also make things a little different for her this time around but 
very excited for that. I mean, that cast just keeps getting more stack and stack. I can't wait for it. I hope it comes out tomorrow. um and then last but not least on the news um there were some announcements for max formerly known as hbo max um green lighting some new reality shows that um don't know if they're already filmed if they're coming out soon if they're just like uh still in the works not sure of the status for any of these but some of these concepts are (laughs) I was just reading those and I was like, what? What are these? Interesting. Um, first, we have human versus hamster. <laughs> it's exactly what the name sounds like. <laughs> Humans compete against hamsters. What? <laughs> um, like, sign me up. Races? <laughs> like, what, what kind of <laughs> brain? Are we health? running like, in what? a wheel? Yeah. Uh, context um the next one is second chance stage which actually this one to me is the probably the one that sounds the most like normal and like has potential um it's a talent competition for second chances so i guess my assumption is that it's going to be people who have previously like made it pretty far on shows like american idol the voice um america's got talent those types of shows um i think that's an interesting concept you know people who didn't win but got pretty far maybe you know kind of notable names from those shows that get a second chance to you know i don't know if what the prize would be like getting a recording contract i don't know if it's all singers i'm not sure like you know exactly how it's gonna work but that sounds like it has some potential what do you think yeah no i think that's a good show because i everyone always likes like the runner-ups of like shows and stuff like that too of they get so close but they don't make it kind of thing so I feel like that could also it'd be exciting to see like those people come back and maybe win yeah um then we have back to the frontier which is families living as 1800s pioneers um okay <laughs> what's the point of that one yeah I'm not sure is like the, is there a, is it a competition is it like uh I don't know. <laughs> um, and then lastly, we have Roller Jam, which is roller skating crews see who is the best roller dancing team. I mean, that kind of just sounds like a very typical kind of like, uh, you know, I don't know, like dancing with the stars so you think you can dance, uh, you know, uh, legendary, like that, those types of shows that are just kind of like a competition for a specific sport or, or talent. So, you know, that has potential um yeah I, are there any of those that you're most or least excited for <laughs> well i'm just curious what this human versus hamster i know is um like i feel uh, like that will either be iconic or a full disaster yeah which could so also that's, be iconic. that's why i would say that's kind of my my favorite and least in the mix of those because yeah. i like just don't know what to expect that definitely catches my eye the most um and uh yes uh actors please end the strike because this <laughs> this is starting yeah, to- that, that's why they're getting so many shows when i first saw it said max i was like who's max and i realized it was <laughs> not used to be max. Yeah. all right well that's it for the news of the week uh that was a lot <laughs> um but now let's get into some survivors so um I want to say, as of recording this, we are um, going into the episode, which will be the first official merge episode. The last episode was the Murgatory. They all went on, you know, started uh, to be on one beach, and they had to earn their way into the merge as they had the last few episodes. So if you were listening to this after Wednesday night, um, we are recording this on Tuesday, so we have not yet seen the first official merge episode um but so far from what we've seen with the pre-merge what are your thoughts on the season so far molly i've been really enjoying this season i think also with having the 90 minute episodes i think it's been really fun to see like more of the strategy and conversations that are happening at each of the track or like before the merge happened but like 
at each of the tribes and all the camps and all this stuff like seeing those more like livable moments I guess you could say or like I don't know what to say like the in general like not just competitions and not just like centered around when they go to tribal but more leading up to that I mean obviously like there's editing this like I don't know exactly when these moments are that they're having these conversations but just seeing those conversations are cool like to see like how they set up the episode and like I feel like I'm always like guessing and being like oh I feel like they're going to tribal because of these conversations that I'm seeing right now or like this person might be on the rocks today like I feel like I'm thinking more more about that and I don't know if I necessarily would always think those in the last seasons because it was only not only a 60 minute episode when like they had to fit a lot more into it so now I like having that like lengthier episode just for that reason and also just I like the cast overall as well so I think it's been enjoyable to watch but what about you I agree I I think the 90 minute episodes have been fantastic I think that we were a little nervous for how they were going to use those 90 minutes like are they just going to make travel council longer and we're going to see more of the Jeff Probst show are we just going to get more like backstories kind of that take you out of the game like we saw last season a lot um but I think they've used them really really well like we got you know we get to see some tribes after the immunity challenge who aren't going to tribal council we never usually got to see that pre-merge like they would only go straight to the tribe going to tribal and that's all we would see and so now we get to see a lot more, you know, we'll get to see some of the the other tribes, you know, after the immunity challenge, we get to get a better sense of their dynamics of tribes that aren't, you know, maybe go a few episodes without going to tribal. Sometimes you have no idea what the dynamics are in that tribe. And then all of a sudden they're going to tribal and you're like, wait, who's aligned with who? Like, where where is everything? Like, we haven't seen this tribe barely in, you know, the last 10 days. So... I feel like going into this Murgatory episode, we kind of already had a pretty good sense on all three tribes of who Mm -hmm. these people are. And I I think that really helps to be able to, you know, get you more invested and just, I I think it really improved the show. And like you said, it's a, it's a pretty likable cast. And so it's a good season to do this because every tribe has people that you enjoy watching on it. And so I think, that's been um you know that's been great and I think they've done a great job with that um do you have any favorite castaways so far um from the season who who are your picks this year um I don't know if I have like one favorite at this moment like not like last year where I was like we knew who it was yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah <laughs> but this season I feel like Emily has really grown on me like because in the beginning like we kind of had her like have a villain edit and now she's obviously come away a long way from that um so I like Emily I would say she's one of my favorites I also like Caleb like so like their like alliance together I would say like they're the ones I'm rooting for the most also because they were always going to tribal I feel like that's kind of the vibe I feel like I guess who like people like want to root for it's like people who keep on losing and then they're like come back and they're able to succeed and get away with things or not get away with it, but like you know they're playing the game well and like continue on in the game um and so I'm rooting for them I would say more than others but like I don't have any like dislike towards any of the other people I just like like them more yeah I think Emily has one of the most interesting like pre-merge evolutions of her character I guess you could say um that we've seen in a really long time like you said you know first episode she was just immediately calling out Bruce (laughs) from the moment they stepped on the beach which we saw them talk about in this last episode um but from that and almost going home in the first episode uh, just because she couldn't really form any strong connections with anyone and was kind of turning everyone off to now having this just evolution where I mean she's now like you know just completely a different person it feels like playing the game (laughs) and she's really actually building connections with people and uh and and we've seen her turn into a a really good player 
And so I love that and definitely rooting for her. I, I think that with the amount of screen time she's gotten and just her story, I, I hope that she has a long future in this season. Um, I think Kendra is super quirky. I really like her. <laughs> um, and Katura and her just relationship with Bruce is so funny. It's one of just the best like pre-merge rivalries that we've seen on Survivor. It reminds me so much of Turner and Jasmine from Big Brother last year. Oh, it's yeah. It's like this love-hate thing where, like, <laughs> I feel like postseason they're going to be, like, really good friends. Like, Turner and Jasmine literally got tattoos together yeah. of muffins. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you. I feel like I see Katura and Bruce having a similar relationship postseason, and I think they just, like, he just gets on her nerves, and it's just so funny it's it's really just the way that they've edited her in her confessional just going off on him and like the time-lapse footage a few episodes ago that was yeah, so that was good <laughs> I just I I really love the two of them and, and their relationship together as well yeah um any other favorite moments from the season so far anything that uh that sticks out uh in your mind from from what we've seen Oh, it's hard to think. There's so many. Um, I feel like just or this is I know we can talk about a little bit about like in tribals, but like in general, like the seeing in the beginning of the season, how we had two or it's not even the beginning, like throughout the season, like we've had two people quit this season, which I wouldn't say that's like favorite moments, but like interesting moments because like you don't usually see one, and so seeing two quit quitters happening in this season like was interesting just because like usually like people who go on the show like want to be on it for a while and these people were just like literally get me out now <laughs> yeah. um no, so I don't know that was interesting I didn't really like love that because I want people who want to be on the show and like want to play the game but obviously it's good for them to recognize that and also like let that people who want to be on the show stay on the show so at least they weren't being selfish in that way um but they were like taking up a spot for someone else in a way as well but like obviously they're not going to know that necessarily like going into it like you don't really know the conditions until you're there which was also something that I feel like I've seen a lot more of this season like in the beginning of the season I feel like seeing like how difficult things were I think we don't always get to see that and like seeing that I'm like yeah it's really really hard to be in this situation like they had to build all all of their structure all the shelter and all this stuff and like they don't have certain materials like they can't do it and so like you kind of forget that if they don't have a material like they just won't have what they need Mm -hmm. um and so I feel like we actually saw that more this season um of like what I was saying of like the living moments of it which I think was interesting to see just because like that's obviously a big part of Survivor but a lot of times like we're mostly seeing the strategy and the competition or the challenges and this tribal what's happening when they vote people out but now I feel like we're seeing more of like how they live <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. I think that that's a, you know, it feels very old school Survivor because that's something that we used to see a lot more of before they started adding in all the idols and advantages and all that stuff that takes up so much of the airtime. Um, yeah. But I would say the first, like, I, I don't know, at, at least like pre-Heroes versus Villains, like the first like 19 seasons, we saw a lot more of that when the game was a lot simpler. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something that with these 90 minute episodes now like you said we're, we're getting to see a lot more of which I think is really important because maybe there probably are some kind of new school survivor fans who didn't see those earlier seasons and maybe don't even necessarily realize how hard it is yeah. and now that you know those kind of newer fans are able to see that I think maybe that will actually in turn avoid having quitters like this because maybe it will give people a better sense of how difficult it really is and so when they're applying they might go into it with their expectations a little bit more realistic as to what it actually is so I don't know 
I don't that'll make a difference at all, but it it is kind of interesting that uh, to see if if it does in any way. Um, but back to yeah. favorite moments, the Sabaya Tribal Council where oh. she was burning her the waxed idol, and I, about I thought that. the whole time that she wasn't going to be able to use it because it wasn't going to melt in time. Like that was my first thought was, oh my God, this tribal is going to end and it's still going to be melting and she's not going to be able to use it. But then it did melt in time <laughs> and uh, she still chose not to use it. Yeah. <laughs> and then she got voted out. So that was really interesting. That was a good tribal. I thought that was one of my favorite yeah. uh, moments from the season so far. Um, yeah, I felt bad for her. I was like, well, she had her, her idol right there and then she didn't no. use it. Uh, and it was... Yeah, I, I, she got overconfident. What can yeah. you do? But um, I think going back to the quits, I, I, I don't know. I do have a hard time with it. With you know, with Hannah's quit in the first episode, I, I don't think she deserved a lot of the backlash that she got for that because she didn't. People say, oh, you know, and we talked a little bit about this, I think, too, right after it happened. But, you know, mm -hmm. people say, like, oh, you're taking a spot from somebody who could have been there, who really wanted to be there. The only person who has a right to be upset about that is the one, maybe two people that they actually brought on location as alternates. Yeah. Those one to two people, maybe however many they bring these days, have a right to be upset that she quit because they could have been there and they could have you know potentially not quit yeah now those people probably have a pretty good chance of playing eventually i think a lot of times those alternates do end up playing in in future seasons so hopefully they do get their chance uh because that does suck for them but everyone else who's just sitting on your couch who maybe didn't even apply or if they did probably didn't make it very far they they don't have a right to be upset about that because they weren't going to be on there regardless if they had 40 people playing this season like yeah. probably still weren't going to be on there chances are um with sean's quit i had a little bit of a harder time with it because brandon and sabaya wanted to be there and if sean was going to quit nine days into the season he should have just done it when hannah quit like you know just do, don't take some like that really sucks for the two of them that that got voted out from the same tribe that they could have been there and sean after they left decided to quit like that really does suck and it didn't feel like it honestly felt like for his quit like it didn't even seem like he had thought he was gonna quit until like that yeah. right in that moment it was like he just had this epiphany of like oh my god I don't want to be here <laughs> like that was the weirdest part of it like he didn't go into that tribal I don't think thinking he was gonna do that I, I mean we didn't see that at least like I remember also going like thinking going to that tribal like oh who are they gonna vote out like I had no idea they were gonna he was gonna just quit like it felt like he was trying to like trying to stay like he was saying things that like indicated yeah. that he was trying to campaign for himself and then suddenly send himself home and it sounds like from interviews that he's done post show that he does regret his quit which is interesting and I don't know that we've really seen someone say that who has quit survivor in the past we haven't had that many quits really but pretty much everyone yeah. <laughs> I feel like that I've seen in the past that has done that has like said oh no I made the right call like even if they maybe don't pick it deep down they've said it to kind of save face but Sean openly said no I regret it so I think that's super interesting and um I mean that sucks for him because I'm sure that he's going you know has yeah, no. has been reliving that moment a lot and, and can't take it back and obviously he's never going to play again so <laughs> that does kind of suck for him but do you think yeah. that there's anything in casting or otherwise that they could change on Survivor to avoid this happening again with even just one person quitting, but especially multiple people in very, very early on in the game. Is there anything that could be done to prevent that or is it just kind of bound to happen every so often? Yeah, I don't know because, 
I mean, with Hannah's quit in the first episode, like, I feel like she just, like, wasn't expecting to, like, have so much anxiety and, like, feel like she couldn't handle a lot of that stuff. So maybe, I guess, more of, like, psychological checks on people because, like, I don't know how much Survivor does that. Um, And, like, I know in Bachelor World, like, they have psychologists they talk to, but I think I just, but, like, in general, like, if Survivor does that, like, maybe they do it already, but, like, maybe they could implement that as well, just because it is definitely really mentally tough, um, and, like, you have to be strong to be able to survive it, um, not just physically, but mentally, and so maybe that would be a reason, or another, like, maybe help them not have another quit or try to avoid it, but, I mean, that's hard to, like, say 100% that that's gonna help prevent it but that could help alleviate it but yeah what are your thoughts and I am 99.9% sure that they do you know have that in place but you know I think it's there's certain people who think that they are strong enough to do this truly think like they could watch every single episode from the first 44 seasons of this show and still not realize how difficult it's going to be for them. You know, I think yeah. Brandon is a great example of that. He's clearly been a super fan of this show for ever. I'm sure seen every episode of this show. And he's been so involved in the, you know, our half community and, and just lives and breathes Survivor. He had no idea he was going to have that panic attack on day one. And basically, like, quit the first challenge or, you know, not able to help at all. Um, and then he didn't quit, you know, which is admirable. He stuck through it and, you know, still was voted off in episode two, but um, but didn't quit. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure he thought about it. And it was very, I don't think he at all realized how difficult it was going to be for him. And I think it's, I, I do think that it's just bound, you're never going to fully, you know, you could take every precaution to avoid it happening and it's still going to happen every so often. I think it is, you know, unusual that it happened twice in one season in the first four episodes. <laughs> um, but I wonder too, if, you know, Hannah quitting and Sean seeing that kind of opened that up in his mind as a possibility of like, mm-hmm. oh, this is an option that I have. That if Hannah hadn't done that, I, I wonder if he would have even necessarily thought about that as as an idea. But when his mind, like, I guess in just that moment when he was at Tribal talking about his family and, uh, and just thinking about missing them and saw how much everyone else wanted to be there, that, you know maybe he just thought about Hannah in that moment and what she did and thought, you know what, I'm going to do it too. So I don't know, but um, I, I, I feel like they will definitely be sure in the future and casting to un- make sure people realize how difficult it really is and that they're, you know, up and ready for, for this and, and for the, terrible weather and you know whether it's going to be storming for days on end and they're not going to be eating you know and I'm sure they do already do all of that but I'm sure they will just do that a little extra to to stress that and and make sure that people understand how difficult it is um but I guess going into the most recent tribal council that we saw in, in the last episode, the, the Mercatory episode, as it's colloquially referred to as, <laughs> um, that was a pretty crazy last tribal council that we saw, um, yes. where every single vote pretty much uh, was, it, so it was a record in the most votes that have ever been canceled out in a single tribal council as we had 13 votes for Caleb that were, or excuse me, 11 because Austin and Caleb didn't vote. 
Um, but yeah, 11 canceled out votes is a record. Uh, beats Kelly Wentworth's record from 2015, season 31. So that's a record that's stuck for eight years now. That's now been broken that every single vote for was canceled out. And they had to go to a revote for, um, as we saw, Jay Maya was voted out. Um, but what did you think of that crazy travel? That was insane. That was, like that tribal council was just like another reason why I love Survivor, just because like seeing everyone have to like scramble last minute of like, oh, what's gonna happen now? Um, but also I was rooting for Caleb because I knew he was the target and I didn't want him to go. And so I was really happy to see that he was safe. And then like the fact that all of the votes were for him was even like crazier to see and like now I'm excited to see like what's gonna happen afterwards but that we'll have to like figure out we'll talk about predictions in a second but like in general like that tribal was just like it was crazy and I also was nervous though that Emily I knew it was was probably gonna be Jay but like I was nervous that Emily was gonna be the target then I was like Emily's the one who saved him pretty much because she's the one who told him, oh, use your shot in the dark. And so if then it came back against Emily, I would have been so upset. But like she was saving her friend. Um, But yeah, so overall, like it worked out for the best, I would say. I was rooting for Caleb and Emily. So I was glad to see Jay go and see that the shot in the dark worked and literally everyone was voting for him so it was interesting to see that yeah it was I I believe only the second time we've seen this shot in the dark successfully used um which was uh which was pretty crazy with the how low the odds are that a shot in the dark is actually going to work um it's kind of crazy when it does end up actually working um yeah, like I, I feel like in the future, it's going to really make people paranoid and want to just at least put one other vote on some. Yeah, I was surprised they didn't again. split it at all. I was too. I thought they were just going to have even just one person just vote yeah. someone else. And that would have worked. <laughs> um, So, I, I mean, I think it's one of those things where they just think, what are the odds? Mm-hmm. Like... You know, it, it, you don't even really think about it as as a possibility because it's like, oh, even if he even if they don't convince him not to use it, even if he uses it, it's it's a one in eight chance. Like, you know, it's not not that big of a, a risk, but hey, it worked for him. And I think it'll be interesting to see if now he can kind of, you know, work his way back in and, and not be the next target. Um that's the thing about Survivor, though, is it's so fast-paced, um, especially now that it's only 26 days, that it's so easy for someone who was target one episode. That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be the target next one, um, and, and everything can change. So it'll be interesting, but um, what, are, what are your predictions for, for next week, for the rest of the season? Um, what, what are your thoughts on what's going to come up here? Well, now that it's merged, I always love when it's merged. So, like, I feel like there's always someone who's going to turn on their tribe, like, original tribe member, like, with whoever's the largest. Isn't it Reba? What's what's it called? What's the largest, like, the amount of people left yet in the, from a tribe below? Or... It feels pretty even. Um, oh, it's even? Okay. Between, no, I, uh, let, me, let me look here. I don't want to misspeak. Um, I think that... Okay, so we have three, four Velo members. We have one, two, three, four. Oh, well, no, sorry, sorry. I'm looking at the uh, the swapped tribes. So from the original tribes, okay, we have one, two, three, four, five Rebas. We have one, two, three, four, five Velo. And we have two Lulus. So it's okay, tied yeah. between Reba and, and Reba and Velo. That's what I was thinking. It wasn't. It was Reba was higher, but then because Jay just left, right? Um, okay. Well, in general, I still think that they're gonna be turning on each other. Um, both those tribes are internally like gonna kind of be corrupt, I would say. Um, but they're still gonna be like 
the core people of them who are going to stick together. But I think that they're going to both, both those tribes are going to want Emily and Caleb just because like those are numbers for them. Um, and then like try to turn on someone, I would say. But in general, I'm hoping that Emily and Caleb can sustain it and live past all the the having the under being like underdogs right now. I would say they definitely are underdogs. So I think they're gonna survive being the underdogs and come out to be like one of like some of the finalists. I would say I don't know. I don't know for sure. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm like thinking is this going to be the case is like people who like always seem to be on the bottom and then they are like all of a sudden like, oh, wait, they're not on the bottom anymore. Right, because they come, they become, once you get to the merge like this, especially when you have too evenly numbered the other two tribes, Yeah, both tribes need numbers. And so yeah. now rather than those two tribes coming together and saying, let's take out Emily and Caleb, now Emily and Caleb more than likely become the swing votes and they'd rat both tribes would rather take them onto their side and take out everyone else because that's a lot more sustainable. That'll last you a lot longer if you can, you know, just go through them one by one. Whereas if the other two come together and take out Emily and Caleb, that only lasts for two weeks, then what? Yeah. You're still even. So <laughs> um yeah yes. now they they go from being the targets to probably the most valuable I know so I'm excited to see how that will turn out but I'm hoping that's the case what about you no I I agree I I think that uh, I I see a, a strong future for Emily and Caleb I think that especially Emily Caleb I could see them saying okay he's you know a physical threat if he doesn't win immunity like you know he could you know potentially go on an immunity run um so I could see them eventually taking him out before the end but Emily honestly I think I see her making it pretty far like at least of the final four or five yeah I I, I see that for her um I think I don't know. I see Bruce being out soon, probably. Yeah, I feel like we haven't even seen, like, a ton of Bruce this yeah. season. I think that but, he's like, going to be blindsided. I think he's going to get overconfident. And yeah. he has an idol now. But I could see him being the type that would go home with an idol in his pocket. Yeah. And just too confident. Like, they're not going to come after me. Uh, and then and then he gets... Uh, voted out with an idol in his pocket i i could see that um i don't know i see like someone like sifu maybe making it pretty far kind of like it reminds me a little bit of like you know the yam yam thing we're super likable um i don't know let me look look at the cast here to see if i'm forgetting anyone um i feel I like who? Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just about to say, like, with Drew and Austin. Oh, yeah. I feel like Drew has always been, like, really confident. And, like, I feel like that's going to also come back to, like, he's yeah. going to get blindsided. But I, I think, like, Austin is fine, but I don't think he's going to, like, make it that far in the game. Um, But, yeah, I just, like, I think that, that they're not going to, like, maybe they'll make it like a couple more weeks but like yeah. I don't think I'm gonna make it all the way mm -hmm. yeah what were you about to say no I was just gonna say Austin um I, yeah. I yeah I I I could see Austin making it kind of fire but like he I think also could be kind of like an immunity threat that um either they'll target or they won't be able to target because he's winning immunities um and then you know because sometimes I feel like when people win enough immunities like you kind of forget that they're an option because they're not an option for so long that even like if they don't win like by that point like there's been so much gameplay that hasn't really involved them as being a target because you just they were the one person you couldn't and so I could see someone like that you know if, if he wins a couple in a row like where they just kind of almost forget about him um maybe someone like Jake I could see making it i don't know i feel like this is one of those seasons where like there's not obvious a bunch of obvious front runners or like obvious targets like i feel like everybody is 
because we've seen so much of everyone like nobody feels like just like an invisible player who hasn't done anything and is just gonna like float to the end like we've kind of seen enough of everyone that we feel like we kind of understand their strategy and where they where they're positioned in the game um so i don't know it's survivor so unpredictable it's hard to we never know (laughs) yeah especially this early when there's still 12 of them left yeah it's hard to to predict anything but um let's go ahead and each pick a winner i'm choosing emily okay well i'm gonna choose emily then Hmm. I'm gonna say Oh, this is hard because I was gonna pick Emily. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, okay. You want me to change my No, choice? no, no. <laughs> um I will say hmm. I'll say Kendra. A wild okay. card pick. Okay. Sure. I think you are more likely to be right. <laughs> but I like Kendra. Kendra reminds me kind of of Carolyn in a way. Yeah. That she's just a, she's a character. And Carolyn came pretty close to winning. She, I mean, well, she didn't get any votes. But <laughs> you know what I mean? She got to the final three. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yeah, that was funny, though. I saw that Carson dressed up as Carolyn for yes, Halloween. Yes, yeah. That was <laughs> I love those friends. Their friendship. That was great. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah. Any any last thoughts on the season before we wrap up here? I think we discussed it all. I'm just excited to see what comes of this now merge for the rest of the season. Um, and we'll see. We'll definitely have to recap when we get to the end. But we're excited to see what will happen. Absolutely, we will. Yes, we will definitely be coming back to this at the end here and see how wrong we were. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Yeah, probably not. (laughs) 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 Thank you all for listening. Uh, We will be back next week, and uh, we will chat with y'all later. Bye.